0: What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun Tailgate podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card podcast feed. It is myself and Matty D, Matt Stefano, breaking down week 16 in the NFL, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, Eagles and the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, and the whole slate. We dive in deep to the Eagles, Jalen Hurts' injury, Gardner Minshew starting, key matchups all of that and the rest of the slate good games to watch this one was a lot of fun to record it might be a fun time capsule if you're listening to this after the games let us know what you think in the comments follow the bullpen cart wherever you get your pods thunder blg on twitter Thunderblock sports on instagram but enjoy the episode fly eagles fly have a very happy holiday and here we go Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V-Tailgate podcast presented by ThunderBlockSports.com, a part of the bullpen card podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-man, Jordy Cannell, making his return on the same day as a very Philly special holiday album drops. Mr. Maddie D, how are you? Cold, man. Have you been outside? Yes, I have. Don't, don't go back out. There's no, uh, well, I did make a deal that I have to walk <laughs> the dog before we oh boy. go to a, a holiday party that you'll also be at later tonight, yes, but um, I made that deal because she walked her, my wife got out of work early and walked the dog when she got home, which is normally my duty because I work from home, but uh, I really didn't want to go outside. I went outside to get a Christmas present that had been delivered, and uh, I made the mistake to not put shoes on. Really bad mistake. So I didn't want to go back outside, but... You know, it was a future, sh- short-term future Jordy decision that uh, I am regretting. So that sucks.
1: I would agree. All right. Well, yeah, I'm trying to avoid it as well. It's uh, it's rough out there. It's plunging at the moment. So I had some fur- some outdoor furniture that stays out year round, and that started moving. So you know, whew. anyway, yeah. It's also know. it's also it's also this is this is where it gets a little cold blooded in, in football too. So we can we can swing it back you know to sports is that this is that time of year right and we're in we're in the depths of bowl season oh, yeah. we are in the end game for the NFLs we inch closer to the playoffs and more and more teams get get their their their
0: hopes dashed Tickets um punched hopes dashed yes. uh huh we're learning something about and, young quarterbacks we are last night we learned a lot yes
1: <laughs> we the uh, Jets should not have won those two games late in uh, what year is that? Twenty twenty, right? Yeah. <laughs> to lose the first overall pick, yeah, exactly. No, I, I know. saw a stat but, today. Uh, yeah.
0: That obviously Zach Wilson got benched, but his stats lined up to Jamarcus Russell's are scarily similar. I
1: saw that. Yes. Could not be different from like just like like visually because Zach Wilson's short. Marcus Russell, had, checked all the big, the, the yeah. Anyway, but no, I did see that stat. That was crazy, dude.
0: I was yeah. surprised. I think Zach Wilson has one more win, but I was surprised. I think he's eight and twelve, and Jamarcus Russell yeah. went like seven and fourteen or something. I'm surprised that Jamarcus Russell won seven games. The way that we like revere, or I guess, you know, whatever word you want to use. My vocabulary is not great. I'm math guy, but the way that we talk about Jamarcus Russell, you know, and how big of a bust he was. Because he threw, you know, the giant pass from his knees and all that. For people that don't remember the 2007 draft, he was like a layup of a pick and then turned out to be horrendous. Like one of the most famous football busts ever. I'm surprised he had that many wins. And Zach Wilson, earlier this year, looked like the solution. And then he, you know, wouldn't take, you know, any sort of responsibility in that Patriots loss. And now, all of a sudden, it's really bad that we're like, kind of doing a little bit more digging because now the Jets have fallen backwards into needing him because Mike White got hurt. Joe Flacco got hurt. And, you know, the guy they brought in wasn't much better. But, man, what a, what a turnaround. It looked like the Jets would be the feel-good story of the year. But I guess, Matt, we get now two feel-good stories of the year, the Jaguars and the Detroit Lions. So we, I guess we we got a two-for-one trade here.
1: Yeah, I mean the Lions are obviously in position. Great story overall, right? It's great to see a team trade their franchise quarterback in a, in a really good spot, and everyone can. It's easy to root for Dan Campbell too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but um, but yeah, and then the the, the Jaguars they are coming on. They look smart. They've got holes, but they've got their quarterback, right? And that's oh, what's yeah. most important. So, um, so yeah, dude, it's uh, gonna be a wild ride to the finish here.
0: A lot of teams left. It's gonna be really fun because now with the Jaguars winning, they jump over the Jets for now. They're two, they're still a game and a half out. The Dolphins and/or Chargers need to lose for them to be a game out this weekend, which we'll we'll dive into. But it also it puts them in a good position because most of their losses, not all, or, uh, most of their losses are not all, but most are from NFC opponents they notably go 1 and 5 1 and 4 cuz they beat the Cowboys last week huge win but that gives them a really good position with more with more AFC games left than than some other opponents do they'll have the same amount as the Patriots depending on how the Patriots do this weekend but you know other teams have to play those cross you know cross conference games and you know having that that becomes another record if you haven't played a team and then we get into which we can talk about with the NFC we get into the wacky cross opponent stuff you know there's no point differential like there is in the world cup so you got to really go <laughs> into some serious digging and uh and go that way but the jaguars in a decent position to, to at least make a make a, it interesting going into week 18 they obviously they probably have to win out they probably have to go nine and eight but they're right in that spot instead of looking like oh trevor lawrence what do we got here now we have like early season trevor lawrence before they play the eagles and he's looking right. really good you're right. They have some holes. Their defense could be better, although it mm-hmm. worked out. They stepped up at the the time they needed it the most against the Cowboys, and um, exactly, you know, which was great for us. And all, you know, not just the interception, but in the fourth quarter, and you know, we'll talk about some of these other teams, but some of them look not in you know not as bad as the Jets, but some of them are really going in a you know reverse way that's not going to be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Dolphins obviously losing three is a is a sore thumb there, but the Chargers still have holes, even if Justin Herbert's looking better and better and they're getting healthier. So we'll, you know, this is going to be a fun finish.
1: Oh, no, it is. I think a couple things. Jaguars are scary because they're, they're kind of playing a little with house money. Right. And they've got a young quarterback who's growing into himself. And so the floor is low, right. They can put up duds. We've seen them do it, but, but they just proved that, Hey, they can leave the state of Florida and win in a nasty environment. Right. And, and so, you know, they're, they're a team that you probably, is, you know, if you're a division winner, you're like, do I really want to play the Jaguars? Um, Although and Jaguars, remember, Chiefs you gotta look would very ne- funny. Right. You, could be you look Bills. ahead to next year, remember who the Jaguars have coming to their team next year. Do you remember who they traded for this offseason?
0: Just tell they're me. not this playing a... this year. It's
1: Calvin Ridley. You're right. They did trade for him. I forgot that happened. Mm-hmm yeah so they've got some decent weapons now right um yeah so they're going to get a big time target in for trevor lawrence you know they need to make some improvements on the offensive line and their defense has holes right they've got a couple good guys they've drafted though um but yeah this team is is poised to get better in a division that is that is bad i mean i would argue it's the worst division in football right with teams that don't have answers to quarterback right and and are and are aging and older. So and they're they're a in a point. really good spot, man.
0: That's mm-hmm. such a good point too, because I was just looking at the wild card picture. I'm forgetting the Titans lost four in a row. The Titans lose, right? Because they just beat them a couple weeks ago. Have they played both of their games? Or did they play Week 18?
1: I don't know. I have to. I can. Yeah, I don't know. I, we can check. Let's, I'm, let's I'm take unsure. a look at this.
0: Um, yeah. No, they played so, the Titans I mean, Week 18. That is a heavy contender for. Yeah. What's it called? The, the Sunday week. Night Game. Or the Saturday night game, because ESPN's, like, taking Mm -hmm. over some of those.
1: And and, Another good way to poise it is coming at, like, forget what actually happened yesterday in the game for a second. Would you rather be the Jaguars, who have some holes in their roster but have found their quarterback, or the Jets, who actually have a pretty good roster top to bottom when you look at it, but haven't found their quarterback?
0: It's a really good question. The the Jaguars. I think it's the Jaguars. It's all about the franchise. Right. Because (laughs) at least for now... You have the guy, and you have him on the rookie deal for however many more years. What is it? It's four plus an option, right? Yeah. It, is yeah. the so first overall got, pick. This
1: is his second year. Yeah, this is yeah, his this second is year. Years so after this. Three
0: more years that you can build around him and, and figure out how to do it. The Jets, at least, they have a really good defense, and they have some serious promise, like Sauce Gardner and players like that. But finding the quarterback is so tough, and you can— Maybe throw out like different guys that are hitting free agency, and maybe take a flyer on an, on a veteran and see what you can do. But I don't know. You, you I think still... that?
1: I think that makes a lot of sense, Jordy. I, I think a Derek Carr, yeah, um, would make a lot of sense there. You know, I. I, I don't think you're going to pry away like Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Yeah. But I think Derek Carr is a prime example. He's like he's the. I think he's the vet that if he becomes available. A uh, teams that have been close but don't have a quarterback are going to go after him because he showed the ability. He willed he willed a rough Raiders team in the playoffs last year.
0: Yeah, and he. So, I mean, he can sling it too, right? Like you got guys. Yeah. If, if Elijah Moore ends up staying there, I know he started to play more, but there was a couple weeks where he just got benched, right? Because yeah. he didn't want to be yeah, but, there. Well, like guys like him, Wilson, Corey yeah, Davis, Wilson, yeah.
1: Braxton Berrios. You know, Dude, he, Brees Hall's coming back, like.
0: Is yeah. James Robinson just a rental for them? I know he's been like hurt and he hasn't been playing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think
1: so. They took a flyer because they felt like they were, you know, going to the playoffs. Because Reese they Hall got hurt. Yeah, too much. It, Michael Carter yeah, and but...
0: Sedavius White haven't been bad. They just—they they've both been flashing the paint. Well, they were—they were bad last night. <laughs> they were bad last night. Sure, I just <laughs> but, mean but overall again, but in again, the, the,
1: the defense wasn't scared of anything. So, so you know, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But oh no, yeah.
0: I was gonna make this take because we were gonna record this for those that want a little, you know, inside baseball, inside the podcast. We were gonna to try to record this Wednesday. We we're gonna to try to record it last night before the game. Then you know it's the holidays and you know family stuff pops up. I was gonna to try to make, pose the question to you: Was that the most important Thursday night football of of two teams that neither is above five hundred in the history of Thursday night football?
1: Yeah, it might be. It was the, it was the first time that a lot of us have watched Zach Wilson yeah you know um you sometimes sometimes these guys you can hide them right like if if it's only the local markets playing you know oh well his stat line was good we all saw last night that zach wilson cannot execute a three or five or seven set drop no. and, and accurately target a, a player yeah and that is like a fundamental quarterback situation and and everyone saw that hey the six and eight jaguars um uh, so 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 seven and eight now but they have a they have an absolute They've got a guy on that quarterback in a quarterback who was number one overall pick, but he looks like the real deal. And so, yeah, That's it
0: exposes him a little bit. It's what you need. But well, let's keep moving. Yep. Let's talk about the rest of this yep, week. Sure. We've we've alluded to last week, one of the most crazy Sundays I can remember in the <laughs> NFL. The Jaguars Cowboys ending, the Patriots ending. You know, just so much crazy stuff happening. Even the Sunday night game got interesting because neither team really wanted to win that. Both teams yeah. had their opportunities. The Giants had an opportunity to just put the game on ice. They couldn't do it. The Commanders kept it, seemed like they couldn't get past their 25 yard line. And it just got interesting that way of almost like a car crash you couldn't look away from. But we just had so many great different moments throughout that. And if you want to spend a minute on that, we can, but we can also get to the negative that comes for us. We, we can should. wait on the negative. Okay. Have you want, am I missing anything else from last Sunday? Because I feel like I am. Of any well, other great moments or anything else we learned from last week, I,
1: I think I think the, the happiest the happiest person about Sunday was Matt Ryan. Yes, because everyone forgot about the, the the absolute failure that occurred for the Indianapolis Colts with the large, you know. Um, but they're dead in the water. The Vikings are exactly who we thought they were: offensive juggernauts with very little defense. A good, a good a good, offense wins that game, obviously, because they scored 10 points in the second half, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, just you saw a Patriot. I think the Patriots lost. It's such a boneheaded play, right? So let's be real. It's not like, but it's just, that's not what they did in the dynasty era. They didn't make those mistakes. Their special teams was always elite. Their defense was always obviously good. It's still a very good defense. Matt Judon is a monster for them. Josh Mushi is really underrated, but digressing off of that, you know, this is just not there's not the same attention to detail for this Patriots team. And I think was was Romo on that broadcast? I think so. Cause I think it was Romo that said it's just like one player a game who makes a boneheaded play for them and it costs them the game. And he said it before Jacoby Myers decided to throw a football fifty yards to an immobile quarterback backwards in a lateral. Like that like And so he was right, though. I think it was Romo. At the Patriots, this is the difference between the Brady era and now, is that they're making these small mistakes. And now it's not just a Brady thing, but he obviously demanded – he used to say it. He goes, I don't care if my receiver drops the ball. I care if he runs the wrong route. So it's the attention to detail that team has lost, that Belichick has not been able to get back. Um, And that's kind of where they are. Um, You know, it's hard to judge Mac Jones, right? I mean, is he good or bad? I don't know. So – um, he's not overcoming the the deficiencies, but he's not exactly getting any help either. So, no. uh, really tough loss for them that probably keeps them out of the playoffs.
0: Well, so a couple things. For one, with the Jets losing last night, the Patriots have now officially not beaten a team above five hundred. Previously, mm-hmm. they had two wins against a team above five hundred, and I noticed the wording because both of those wins were against the Jets, <laughs> um, which. <laughs> We told our good one of our good friends, a Patriots fan and a Jets fan, or I guess two of them, but uh, they both were laughing just of a how funny that is with Bill Belichick as the coach, and B that the team was the Jets. But um, yeah, yeah, another one that I had, uh, so I heard somebody say like, oh, that had to be like a gambling thing. There was a, you know, there was there was you know something something fishy with that, and it's like no, there's no fucking gambling thing. Somebody just made a boneheaded <laughs> play where they just right, weren't right. thinking. Come on, and yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot, you know. If anybody's thinking that, there's there's no NFL rigged stuff going on there. They have enough of that with various uh, non-calls, which I didn't even mention, with the end of the Commanders game, where they almost did. Yeah. And they had the phantom call, which, you know, or the phantom non-call, which you also benefited from. sure, Which, yeah. good, the Eagles learned some things. And I guess that gets us to the segue to having to talk about the negative news that came from Sunday, and that's Jalen Hurts' Hurt. He, what is it? It's a shoulder injury is the official ruling after like it's hours and hours strange. and hours right. on Tuesday or Monday of that. He got an x-ray. Nobody knew what it was. And then it was a shoulder strain. Gardner Minshew starting tomorrow against the Cowboys Saturday. If you're listening to this on Saturday or Sunday, Matt, we saw Gardner Minshew come to the Offense a couple times last year. The Eagles were, I think, they went one and one or two and one with him. How do you feel with Minshew coming into this team? How they were rolling and at certain points not rolling. um Coming into this, what is your reaction from the the injury? Just break this down for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. My panic level is zero. um Well, it's I'm an Eagles fan, so it's always it's always ten, but. I panic level correct. zero, You know he he played through the shoulder strain, through a great ball after that. I, I, he, when the play happened, I was like, oh, he's injured. You can just tell by the way the guy fell on him. Um, but it's a shoulder strain. I think if we're in the playoff hunt, like if we were like – not in the playoff hunt. We're in the playoff hunt. If we were in like we, this is a must win, I think he plays. I yeah. do. I think he plays through the injury. I think we're saying we're 13-1. This was a game that we knew was going to be tough anyway. Not that we're punting the game, but there's no reason we need to win one game to clinch the top seed in three weeks. And the next two teams are probably not playoff-bound teams. We can beat them. We can still beat the Cowboys, by the way, too. So there's no reason to rush Jalen. Let's let him be healthy, right? I, I think you sit him this game and you determine next week. And if he can go next week, you play him, you know? Um, but I, I'm not worried. Um it stinks because it would be great to just kick the Cowboys right in the mouth on, on, you know, big prime time game. Um, so, but I'm, 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 there's no panic from me. This is still a, a great team that we have. I think we can win. The defense is so good for us underrated. It's somehow I think our defense is underrated because we our, our statistics match most teams except for points scored like allowed, excuse me. Exactly. Um, partially because we got big, we get a big, and there's no need to stay locked, locked down, right? So we give up some points in the fourth quarter sometimes. But um, Gardner Minshew, he's, he comes from that Mike Leach. He gave the eulogy at his funeral, by the way. I say
0: that, yeah. Um,
1: which was really cool. Yeah, but he's an air raid offense guy, so let's get the ball out quick. We've got we've got the weapons to allow him to do that. Dallas Skyder comes back. This Cowboys defense is predicated on Micah Parsons' pass rush. I don't think uh, Leighton Van Der Esch is playing. He's their big run stuffer in the middle. Um, Trevon Diggs is playing, but the rest of the corners are hurt. And so this is going to be a ball distribution game for, for Minshew, quick throws. And I think he can manage that. So it, we're not as dynamic as we are with Jalen. I don't know if our big play is there like it is with Jalen, both for him, his feet and his arm. But I do think we can score points on a defense that I don't know is elite, especially because of injuries. And, you know, we'll see how our defense does against Tony Pollard and C.D. Lamb. But we have the pieces in place to handle this this offense. And we've done it to good teams so far this year. So, um, I, I don't know. I'm not really worried if we lose. I'm not going to be upset, right? It's not with our MVP candidate, which is a game that we both talked about maybe losing. So, yeah, I'm not worried. So, yeah, I don't know So not worried at all.
0: Yeah, so I'm in a similar boat of – A couple things, right, of that it's literally magic numbers one of Mm -hmm. Eagles just need to win or the Cowboys need to lose. And, you know, the one seed is locked up. So even if they come out of this, I made this point to you before the game even happened of how often have teams completed the sweep in in, uh, the NFL, the reason why I say college, is college basketball is also notable for that of teams that that's hard to beat a team three times. I believe it's – I looked it up after. I think it's eight and four are teams that played uh, that swept the regular season and then played in the playoffs. So I'm not as worried with that, but it's still something to keep an eye on. Uh, also Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. Just uh that's something to keep in the back of your mind. If you're worried of Eagles losing this and then losing again to the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. It's like Kirk Cousins on prime time. Just uh you can look up examples of all of that. But um no, I think you hit a couple of good nails in the head though of Minshew is set up with various weapons through the air. And I think you'll see more of a usage with the run game. That's kind of what I was referring to stuff that hadn't been rolling as well. Obviously hurts on the ground has been great, but we've seen, we've seen a really great season out of miles Sanders, but he was really non-existent last week. And, you know, you saw a little more of Kenny Gainwell, a little bit of Boston Scott, and maybe that's just a, he had a come down week after such a huge game against the giants. Maybe he gets used more there defensively. I think you're, absolutely right of seeing how they defend the Tony Pollard Zeke duo more so Tony Pollard, just because of how incredible of a season he's had. And I think this is part of why, you know, circling back to when Jordan Davis was hurt and they add in the pieces that they do, you're going to see that, you know, hopefully pay the dividends that it's been paying because this is part of it of the teams that, have been able to be really good in the NFL this year. I think the 49ers, the Cowboys, you know, even on the other side of the of, of the ball of how great Josh Allen is, but their the Bills' running game has been great. And same with same with uh with the Chiefs of Travis Kelsey's had a really good year, but a lot of that has been the evolution of the Chiefs actually having reliable running backs and using that too. And that's crazy to say in it on a Patrick Mahomes led, led offense. So seeing where that front seven for the Eagles can go and what they, what they're able to do, I think is kind of where this is all going to come down to. I think you're right with the Micah Parsons. Seeing what he, if he can get to Minshew and everything there, but I think you're going to see a lot of quick check down type of plays. I think you'll see, hopefully not as much of the zone running and all that shit. Greg and I talked about it a lot last week. You and I have talked about it a ton throughout the season, but just use more North South type plays. Try to get it so that he's getting held up. And it's worth noting that the last time the Eagles played the Cowboys, that there were some in, there were some injuries on the on the the offensive line for the Eagles, and they were still able to, to hold him up. You know, guys were coming in and out of the game, and you know they, they've been able to hold him well there. So they just need to repeat that and see where you can go. Because I think if they try to force it through the air, even with some of the injuries the Eagles have in their secondary, that they're disciplined enough through this crazy shell defense bullshit that I'm just not a fan of that they're able to, to get the job done in that, in that regard. I think similar to the Commanders game of that, if they let up the big third down play and they let Dallas control the ball more, this is not going to be a very fun game to watch. The Cowboys are just going to use Tony Pollard. They're going to use Zeke to try to you know, maybe use and have a lot of third and short. You just really need to be able to, to lock in, not just on the third and short plays, but the third and long plays. That's what, that's what killed them really in that Commanders game.
1: Yeah, no. Um, and, again, that's why, like, all the things you say, like, I still think this is this is such a good football team, like a great football team, that we can win without the big guy, right? This isn't sure. Mahomes going down. And, you know, I, I, yeah. Um, but I also I, – this is, again, and maybe I'm just a hater for the Cowboys, but don't know if they're an elite team. I think they've got some absolute studs. Micah Parsons, Tony Pollard, um, you know, some offensive line guys that are still really good. But I don't know if this is as a complete of a team. They have holes that we can exploit via game plan. Sure, you know we're playing with house money now too, right? Like that's the other thing. There's no pressure on in here, right? It's not a must win. So yeah, um, it's it, it sucks because part of me just wanted us to go in there and, and beat, beat them. Um, but unless they win this game huge, even if they win a close game, it's it's not going to be a good look for them. And no. I like
0: that. <laughs> well, what's so funny? And this was the. The irony of it that was coming out whenever the the injury stuff was coming out of if the Eagles win close, you know, then the oh Jalen Hurts the system quarterback, bullshit. Like they can try to continue doing that, even though the way the the way the Eagles would win with Gardner Minshew is not the same way they would win with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts would be a extra ground threat, and Gardner Minshew just isn't that. The other side of it is that if the Eagles lose, then I don't think Eagles fans would do the same thing they did with Cooper rush, but then it's their Cooper rush argument, bullshit right back in their face of, Oh, well you beat a backup quarterback, blah, 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 blah. Like there, you know, either way, it's just really not a, it's not a great look. It's such a good call from you and not, not that we're going to look ahead, but I was just thinking about this this morning of the saints game. If that becomes a, you know, we need to actually win that to, to clinch the playoff spot. Which is also weird because the Cowboys play on Thursday night, which is just such horse shit, By the way, normally the Cowboys get the Thursday night game after Thanksgiving, so they get a full week off. But they get a fucking Saturday game and then a Thursday game. The NFL just loves to set it up for them. <laughs> they love to give them all the chances in the world. You know, they get to they get the kid gloves. They get everybody on ESPN, and now they get the they get an extra day of rest for their Thursday night game. But it but. Regardless, they play on Thursday night, so we know the result of what the Cowboys do for the division, for the one seed, and all that. The Saints game becomes so interesting, regardless of the Eagles win or lose. And again, I'm not trying to look ahead. I just I thought about this. Because the Eagles have their pick, that, and, their, and the, game. The, the Eagles pick becomes... You know, it depends on where they go in the playoffs. Like, it's not really beneficial either way of like it's more beneficial for them to lose but if they lose this game then they have to win it so it's like really you know who just gives a shit let's let's just get the one seed and figure this out and i you're exactly right i hate the cowboys so much i just love to see them embarrass them on christmas eve pull the jeff garcia and just rip their hearts out because i hate them so much and i really really want to and we'll talk about it i've said this before i think both online and offline i want the buccaneers to lose another game so that they have to play an under 500 opponent and lose to them i just want that to happen to be such a great narrative and it would be so funny it'd be so great would be i know yeah so
1: yeah i just uh it stinks but it does stink that he's hurt right like i'm not like saying oh it's great that he's hurt um, but the silver lining and where we put ourselves and where he's where Jalen's gotten us, we've gotten us in this position, so that we can afford a quarterback to be hurt and 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 it's not the end of the world, right? This isn't a doomsday scenario um, at the moment. And again, we're assuming that everything coming out of Eagles camp is correct, but I don't see why it wouldn't be. There's no reason for them to to lie about it, right? And, correct. And um, so yeah, and Jalen made it clear that he wanted to play, um, and Sirianni basically said, "Better for this team long term if you don't." Yeah. And that was a smart play by the coach. So,
0: yeah. It absolutely is. And, yeah, it's just it, – you're right. Panic button. It's nowhere close to time to hit that and be worried that the season's completely derailed. It's going to be fun. We're going to be together watching the game. I hate the Cowboys. Well, let's keep moving. Let's look at the rest of the schedule. Try to help some people if they, if they don't like the Eagles, if they don't like the Cowboys. If you have something at one that you want to watch before you do whatever your Christmas Eve stuff, let's dive in. <laughs> And try to find that for you. So, the 1 o'clock slate, Matt, is interesting. There's a couple gems in there for Saturday. Is that a fair way to put yeah. it? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. There's some duds. Um.
1: Yeah, there are some duds, though.
0: Yeah. But one <laughs> yeah, that's the bill, very like important.
1: Yeah, those bears, I don't
0: know. Yeah, yeah those on. bears, I mean... At this point, the Bears just got to pack it in. You know, it's going to be super cold in Chicago. Apparently, they're getting dumped on, so the Bills at least will feel like they're at home.
1: Yeah. Sorry, did you pause for me? I did. <laughs> oh, oh okay. okay. Oh, well. Look, for, for those of you, obviously today's Friday. There's a windstorm happening. It's snowing. Powers are going out. So anyway, I thought maybe you got caught up. Oh, all right. You're right. Bills at home. I mean, this this should be um, feel like in home. Chicago. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. they're not they're not going to be out of their element here. Um, they, they, see a, they see a very similar quarterback every week in practice. The Bills defense do. Josh Allen and Justin Fields are actually not that far off size-wise either, by the way. I didn't know that. Um, oh, it, wow. Be a yeah, fun I would have thought
0: Justin Fields was like five-five the way that we yeah. discuss right. him well, as a running quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, people have been saying, like, oh, everyone keeps talking about how great Josh Allen is and, like, all the stuff he does for his team. And it's basically what all the other running quarterbacks do. He just happens to have not gotten hurt yet doing it but Josh Allen plows through guys. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why they're so dependent on him. And, and they've talked about how that roster has some great players, Stephon Diggs, right? Like Josh Allen, but they also have like, he's covering for a lot of their issues. Um, and that could be something that comes back to haunt them at some point, you know? Um, but anyway, just an interesting take. I was listening in on how we always praise Josh Allen, but then if, if Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts or somebody else dropped dives for, oh, he's got to protect his body. You know, it's just a strange, uh, you yeah. um, know. I'm getting, I'm going to here. I'm getting some Cam Newton vibes from Josh Allen. Not like I think Josh Allen is better head in his shoulders, I think, than Cam was, but he's he's very similar in size and he takes a lot of hits that Cam take took. Interesting. And we saw what happened, right? Cam Newton made it into his 30s and then fell off a cliff when most quarterbacks are now playing at a high level, close to 40, right? And so my Word. concern is Josh Allen, big, big, tall guy, takes hits, takes hits. Everything's fine. And then suddenly the body starts to break down. The shoulder breaks down. You know, your throwing motion can't sustain itself. And that's a big deal. And so, you know, you got to ride him now because he's an all-time, he's an MVP candidate. But I'm starting to see similarities to the, to the way they play a little bit uh, that could cost Josh Allen in the long run. And that's, that's something that I think teams need to take, take a look at. So, that's a fair.
0: That's a fair point. This could be the the last ride of that type of court, or at least like for now of the long term <laughs> archetype of that. That's a fair point. Yeah, um, th- yeah. Browns, I mean, yeah. Brown Saints. That only matters for nope. us as Eagles fans because of the draft pick. <laughs> yeah, you <know>, go Browns. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's really still, but there's for still. Watson.
1: But I was well. There's objectively there's still intrigue here. There's also fantasy all over this game. By the way. But there's yeah, there objective is. interest because Deshaun Watson has looked horrible so far. Yeah, you know, and up from an objective and the, football and stance, the Saints
0: aren't dead it's yet. It's intriguing. That's the other correct, Heatherberg.
1: right? Technically, they're, yeah, right. Everybody in the NFC AFC South is a lot. Um, yeah.
0: Well, it is. It is worth noting that New Orleans and, and Atlanta would be eliminated if they lose, and Tampa Bay wins. Carolina is not because <laughs> they beat the the Bucks earlier this year. But um, yeah. they are if the Buccaneers win and they lose. So they're, they are fighting for something. There you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, keep it moving, though. We also got the Texans and the Titans, a team that has been knocking on the door the last couple of weeks, the Texans, and a Titans team that's in a complete free fall. Is this a get-right game, or are we going to see some uh, some fireworks out of this, Matt? I think it's a get-right game. You hope it is. Yeah. Well (laughs) you have Malik Willis playing. Ryan Tannehill's not in. So like
1: Yeah, now that you say that, because I I gotta remember that, like Malik Willis has looked like very not able to throw the football well. That was was, right. And a Texans team that has continued to play inspired football over the past few weeks, right? Um, I just think I just think this is a game where they can finally kind of go back and just let Derrick Henry run. Track Tito season. So I, I think that's okay, you know, the last few slay. weeks. They, well, they've got. I mean, look, look they lost a bunch in a row, right? They had a bunch of high-powered offenses come in—Bengals, Eagles, Jags, Chargers—and they the weren't Chiefs. able to let Derek get going because because they have they got they get down early. And they take you can take Derek Henry out of the game. So, um, to me, this is an opportunity for them to let him kind of shine because the, you, you don't think this. This it's still good Titans defense should be able to hold the Texans, even though it's a divisional game, should be able to hold the Texans. So I do think they can write the ship, which is good news for us because if they can get on a hot streak here, then they can beat the Cowboys next week, to your point, point, and, we'll mo- be- and our whole situation will be moot. So anyway, yeah. yeah. No, it's um, a, it's but a but very it, yeah.
0: intriguing game because then all of a sudden you have potentially <laughs> two <laughs> division winners under 500 currently, yep. which is just – that would be awesome. <laughs> Just love chaos. In the NFL. <laughs> I'd love a tie. Another tie. I'd love to see a two as a second thing for the Texans. That'd be very cool. funny. Um, yeah, but Seahawks chiefs, the Seahawks are dead now, right? Like this was a fun run for Geno, but this, like, this isn't going to be an exciting game, right?
1: Uh, you know, I, the, the chiefs defense is not exactly running people over, right? N- n- shutting people down. I should say, um, it's, it's an arrowhead. I still think like the chiefs went, I, I don't know. I think ten's a big line. Also the over I it, that time, at
0: 49 and a half where it's supposed to be like negative five degrees.
1: Yeah. What's,
0: yeah. People really love Patrick Mahomes. That's what that's telling <laughs> Yeah.
1: I, I think, I think the, uh, the underrated injury is Tyler Lockett. I, yeah. And that's what really made this team dangerous is you had Lockett and, and DK Metcalf. So you couldn't really push coverage. Right. Cause I think Lockett's maybe the most underrated receiver in the NFL. I watch him play and I want him on my team. Yeah. Um, I want DK too, by the way, but you know, anyway, um, I, I think, I think a lot of Philadelphia really fans team. would prefer DK over uh, <laughs> someone else. Right. Right. And obviously Ken Walker's injury, that's, that's been a, an issue for is them. He playing? Um, I, I don't, I think he's supposed to.
0: Yeah. He's, um, he's questionable right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. But their, their issue is that their defense is just not great. Um, they've, they made some, they've obviously got two young corners who looked awesome and they've got a safe. the is okay, but they don't have an elite pass rush. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't have the elite linebacking core that we're used to. And so I think when you factor that in, they're not going to be able to stay on. The, the Chiefs should be able to run right over them. Yeah. Um, so I think the Chiefs win. But I I, I think the Chiefs win. I, I think that locket injury is why that line is so big, too. Because it just gives Gino one less weapon. Um, and it's been a great story. But I think they're fading here. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Which becomes really interesting in the NFC side of things. Because while they cannot be eliminated a loss from them creates some interesting dynamics of the giants could clinch a playoff berth with them winning coupled with, which we'll talk about in a second, the giants Vikings game, but coupled with Washington and Detroit or Detroit losing. If Seattle loses, then the giants get in, which all of a sudden, you know, it makes the Detroit lions story, you know, a little more, you know, hold your breath. Although commanders have a tough, tough road ahead of them as well. But, um, Yeah, there are a lot of interesting games. And I, I, you know, we're year two of week 18. Sorry to go on a tangent here. But it's fun. Just the fact that even though that so many playoff berths can be clinched this week and we could potentially just have, like, the last seat up for grabs, having that last seat up for grabs with two weeks left, you know, is, it's pretty fun to be in this scenario of guys still, or teams still fighting and just having more people in the action there. I know, like, People have been really critical of the seven seed not being great in the last two years. You know, weird that they added it. Well, they added it for COVID and then they expanded the season. And I don't know. It's it's at least been a fun experiment. And it's, it's making the end of the season more fun, especially because I'm not used to week 18 yet. So it still feels like yeah. the season's ending on New Year's Day, even though it's not. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, keep it rolling, though. Um, next game on the board for me is that Giants-Vikings game, which all of a sudden... Looks really fun, but also two teams that I didn't think I'd need to watch very closely in week 16 of the NFL season. A Giants team, both teams got decimated by the Eagles. I know the Vikings was a long time ago, but short off the heels of the greatest comeback in NFL history last week, they didn't look great. The Giants, I mentioned it, almost lost that game to the Commanders. They have not looked great. Daniel Jones has looked either okay or bad at times this game could be really exciting because it could just be Doidoy plays left and right with a couple really good players mixed in there and saquon and justin jefferson this is another big fantasy game as you would call it matt
1: yeah i mean definitely a big fantasy game i would tell you i think the giants i think you can put a fork um yeah they, they're brian dable deserves potential i mean he should be in the coach of the year conversation because i think he's gotten a untalented team to look pretty good for a while um, but the facade's been lifted, like, defensively. Yeah, they've got a couple guys you like in the defensive line. Outside of that, they do not a single guy that scares me. Um, I, I, and that's – Kayvon Thibodeau has looked good. But let's be real. They just – Taylor Heineke is also who we think Taylor Heineke is. Yeah. So, I'm not like – yeah, sorry. I'm not on the Giants at all. I, their defense is, is, is not great. They have zero weapons offensively outside of Saquon Barkley. So, if you take him away like the Eagles did – they're not throwing the ball. They're throwing a third and fourth string practice squatters. Even if they're healthy guys, Kenny Galladay's been a bust, right? So, and Daniel Jones is awesome. So again, I, I think the Giants are a fake eight and five and one. You know, and there's a reason that they barely beat the Commanders, of Taylor Heineke, because they're just not super talented. I know there was a call at the end of the play, for, uh, end of the game, obviously, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in on the Giants. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Um, and I think the Vikings beat them. I, I'm surprised the line's only four because the Vikings can just can just run up the score on them. Like that's what I'm, and it's in Minnesota,
0: so I don't know. Interesting to see what well, happens. The Vikings I guess. Have had had some weird home lines. They were home dogs, right to the to the Lions. Yeah. like they
1: were. Yeah, and, and they lost.
0: And they lost. Thankfully, yeah. So Vegas play. was right. Vegas knew, but right. like it's just it's a team. It's two teams. Nobody really wants to tru- trust trust because you're right. The Giants are in the driver's seat to fall backwards into the playoffs, and then potentially perpetuate this, you know, seven seed sucks narrative. Although, again, just like with college football expanding the playoffs, I'm not complaining about more meaningful playoff football games. So I'm happy to have Super Wild Card Weekend. That being said, this game, yeah, it's. I think you're right. I think the Vikings could really run up the score on this. I think this is a game where Kevin O'Connell comes into this thinking, you know, what the fuck? We've looked so bad in the last two weeks. Our defense isn't great, but you're right. We have one thing to focus on here. And if they want to try to try to gash us in the air, you know, play by play, fine. We'll make this game longer and just run the clock out and then go over the top of you with the bigger players. I'd love to see the Vikings get exposed and, and the Giants somehow get to nine and five, which I think would really, I think Dable should be coach of the year. And I think it would seal the deal. Because it would mean he goes over 500 and I think almost triple the wins that Vegas thought they were going to get. But, you know, regardless, let's keep it rolling. This Bengals-Patriots game, the other really good game of the week, partially because you want to see how the Belichick's going to respond from the end of that game, right? Yeah, I mean, interesting. Or but the I mean, slate, not of the sure, league. I'm, sure I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they
1: didn't cut Kobe Meyer, but yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good
1: point. Um, by the way, I want I want to just I'm going to come back. I, I want to make sure I, I clarify this because I'm speaking you know quote unquote in public. The Giants will probably make the playoffs just by accident because they're, they're, they're play, the they playing they the Vikings, yeah. the Colts, and then then us. And like, even if they go one and two, they, they still would be you know nine, nine seven six,
0: and,
1: and one. one? No, so I'm saying one and if they go one and two. They're nine seven and one.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. And, it's Eighteen games, yeah, 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 or seventeen games,
1: and and like. It's going to be hard because, yeah, I I don't know. The tie
0: really throws throws a big wrench into this because even with the Commanders, who are a half a game up on a playoff spot right now, like they they can easily figure out a way like to edge the Lions at nine at also at nine seven and one if they figure out a way to win two games to then the the Lions at nine and eight would be you know the Lions basically have to they have to be ten and seven to really. Fully control their destiny. They they can't really afford to have a slip up, but you know that's a, that's another conversation for another time.
1: Yeah,
0: but yeah. This, um, but anyway,
1: keep, it was just it was just interesting. Yeah, no, go ahead,
0: sorry. But to keep it rolling with this this Bengals Patriots game, it's a three point line. It's at Gillette. I think that's probably why it's close. You know, and because it's Belcheck at home, that's
1: probably a big big part of it, right? I, well, I think too. Vegas looks at at the six straight wins for the Bengals, right? And it's hard to win. Winning streaks are hard, and so sometimes when you have a team that's flying so high, like they are, you're saying to yourself, "Well, eventually they're just gonna they're just gonna lose the game." It's the NFL, right? Yeah. Most teams don't go 13 and one, and and yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing that line close. And I think they also agree, you know, Belichick's defense is gonna want to get up for this game, right? So yeah.
0: And there's um, injury stuff for the Bengals too. It's just uh, Trey Hendrickson, Sam yeah. Hubbard. Their
1: two defensive ends are are dinged up. Right, yeah. that, that's a big deal.
0: Yeah. This, so that yeah, this this should be an exciting game. This is one if I have to pick one to watch that I'm going to watch this over the Vikings and the Giants. I mean,
1: I also want to watch Joe Burrow because he's quickly becoming, in my opinion,
0: you he's know, so fun. He's 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 in that upper echelon of quarterbacks at this
1: point. He he looks tremendous. Um, yeah, so he's this guy you always want to see on TV. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's fun. Um, yeah, the the next two games, the NFC South versus not NFC South games. I know the Panthers have been frisky the last couple weeks, but I think the Lions continue the feel good story and just pump the Hurricanes here, or the Hurricanes, the Panthers. Hurricanes, <laughs> we're, we're crossing sports. Yeah. The, win, the wind is blowing me off outside. Are, yeah, Lions are believing man. They're 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 looking great. So I agree. Yep, and then. If Lamar's back and he's fully good to go, this is not even going to be close in Baltimore, right? I,
1: yeah, I mean, even if he's not back, I still think the Baltimore defense is good enough to to pin down a, a Falcons offense that's still yeah it's been sputtering all year, still a surprising five and nine, but um, I still think the Ravens have it, even if no Lamar.
0: I mean, just their defense is so good, and the Falcons' offense is so bad. I know that's a really elementary take. But it's just, at a certain point, you want to try to trick yourself into like, oh, there's a hook on the touchdown and all this shit, if you're looking at it. Like, it's a 34-point total on this. They know there's not going to be a lot of points. They're just trying to trap somebody. But the Ravens figure out how to, how to pull this off. They did that, and I know the, the Broncos are really terrible. But they did that with that Broncos game when Lamar went down. They've done that against the Steelers. Like, the, and the Falcons' offense isn't much, if not any, better than those two teams. Yeah, and by the
1: way, the Falcons' defense isn't particularly no, it's excellent. not excellent. No, and so they, they yeah they can get a little running game going. Yeah, there's some options for them, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, so we go to the four o'clock slate on Saturday. We already talked about the Eagles and Cowboys. You mentioned Taylor Heineke, and we know what he is now. He's going to get eaten alive, right? Oh yeah, I mean this isn't getting. Oh yeah, this is. We saw Tom Brady get demolished and there's a lot of problems in Tampa Bay, don't get me wrong. But this is gonna be a bloodbath in Santa Clara. Yeah. hundred like,
1: percent. I think this, I think this is, yeah. I and mean, this is a if I if I was still in a Pick'em league, I probably would have already used the 49ers maybe, but this is like, in my mind, I, I don't know. I just think Heineke is not he's not it.
0: No, he's not. So yeah. He, hey, he, if he was on the 49ers if he's in the 49ers, he'd be game. great. He'd be, <laughs> right? he'd be such yeah. a great a great guy to have. He'd be perfect for them. That's the right. crazy thing with this whole Brock Purdy thing, is that he's, you know, and anybody that they can plug in. It's just, it's wild to see. And it's so funny that now, like, think about this, the, the whole Baker getting picked up by the Rams thing, of if Baker was in there, they might be, they might look really good. And that's what's just nuts to think about.
1: Yeah. No, I know, but uh, no, I think the Forty ers kind of put a stake in the Reds in the Commanders. Um, I've years.
0: Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The um, and, Saturday night game. Are we are we getting up for that, or are we just having some some quality family time on Christmas Eve? I'll be with you. Soon. It'll I'll, be on. It'll be later. on
1: in the back. It'll be on in the background. I mean, our bro- my brother in law will be there, so he will might be tuning in. He's oh, yeah. he wants he's probably <laughs> he's probably rooting, well, he's probably rooting for them to lose. By the way. <laughs> He's, he's, he's had enough of this current situation. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm
0: not, I mean, I'll, I'll be, it'll be on in the background. I um, forgot about bed. Yeah. <laughs> and then.
1: Huge game, but let's go to Sunday. Yeah. So
0: Sunday, like, first that of first all, game is big, by the way, which game? Well, the, the Packers
1: dolphins game is, is a big game.
0: It is. And it's so funny for those that don't remember. So last week, those Saturday games were flexed a couple weeks ago. The NFL picked these games in the summer when they announced the schedule just to say, fuck you to the NBA. And it's so funny that it's kind of working out because the, the I looked at all the different teams that are playing and I don't think the Heat are, the Bucs are, so it doesn't cross over with the Packers. But then the, the Suns play at the same time as the Cardinals. The Lakers crosses over with the Rams, which doesn't really matter because I'm not sure if the Rams really even have fans in LA. But this game... It's just – you're right. This is actually a very important game for both teams. But it's going to be it, – but it's so funny that, like, they're like, oh, yeah, reigning MVP – or not, not even, Jokic won. Um, but Aaron Rodgers won reigning MVP. But team that won the NBA championship a couple years ago, we're going to put your favorite sport on to say, to say, fuck you, to that sport that thought they got, a, got you, Wisconsin. We're saying, fuck you to them. Packers are on Christmas
1: yeah and so i'm telling you man it's i mean the packers are not totally out of it and no. this is this is a game that they kind of have to we have to win out right let's be they real do. but they this is a big game out. the dolphins coming in the dolphins are limping into this game now in the last wild card spot in a competitive afc you know this is a huge game for both teams and and you know you could argue that the packers have been playing better football of late um kind of and so it's not, and they can run the ball a little bit. They can try to keep the ball away from them. You know, uh, yeah. Now the positive for the Dolphins, even if they happen to lose this game, they finish with the Patriots and the Jets. Not that they're going to win out or anything, but they're, they're winnable games. Um, but I mean, I still think they're just—they're just—they've been fading a little bit for good or bad reason. Um, it's a big one, though. For
0: it's them. Huge. They, they, mean, need to, they need
1: to—they need to write the shit.
0: Well, I think what's so important is what Tua looks like and how well he plays because obviously there's everything with the concussion earlier this year, but he's looked shaky in the last couple games. He's played really good defenses, but the Packers defense has been good at times. It's been bad at times. And I think he needs to make them look bad for this to be, you know, we were talking about Trevor Lawrence at the top and now, you know, Tua has a similar opportunity to really cement himself as what we thought he was going to, you know, what he thought he was looking like throughout the season and this is, you know, it's no bigger stage than this where everybody's watching. I mean, we might not because the Sixers are playing. But everybody's watching. Who, 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 who am I kidding? We're going to have both TV. We're going to have a TV on each. But everybody's yeah, watching. Yeah, it's this. the NFL.
1: We're always watching. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's the NFL. Um, but, yeah, no bigger stage to prove it for Tua, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, he, he needs to prove it game. Uh, yeah. No. And then, yeah, um, the, the other two other games. The other two games.
0: They're fine.
1: I mean, you, you want to watch Brady because they haven't won like you thought they would win. And so they need to win the game, but they're playing a, a bad Cardinals team that has dysfunction, is obviously playing a backup quarterback, you know, all that jazz. So I, I think that'll be,
0: yeah. I mean, there's there's a story in there, at least, of Colt McCoy and all that kind of stuff. But you're exactly right. Of... No, no,
1: no. No, it's Trace McSorley. Oh, you're right. It's Trace McSworley. Yeah,
0: that's right. McCoy's yep. hurt. So my brothers will be watching. But yeah. Um... <laughs>
1: Outside of a Penn Stater, there's not a lot of hope right now in, in, with the Cardinals, who I think are on the verge of firing everybody—general manager um, and head I mean, coach—and maybe how does try Kirk to find their way out of the... job.
0: That's the real question. Uh, well,
1: I, I think because I think, I, honestly, I think they're not—I don't think anybody in the organization sold on the quarterback.
0: So yeah, that I mean,
1: I they're trying to make a decision there.
0: There yeah. was a—I mean, there was a clause about mm-hmm. video games that probably is not being lived up to right now. Uh, uh even though it got agree. removed but yeah you're right Brady on on Christmas night you know father time versus father claus really great story there you know people will be watching that it's the nfl we're always watching and then monday night football this is the chargers if they really want to prove their you know the social media team that everybody likes to complain about they need to go into Indy and prove it. I mean, they just need to beat the absolute wheels off of a very frisky Jeff Saturday led team.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Colts have been embarrassed last week. Right. And so with that, with that loss, I'm not saying they're going to play better, but sometimes that, that has a a positive effect on a team. So we're interested to see how that one works out. We were just talking about with the
0: Patriots, like why can't the Colts do that? But it's another prime time Herbert
1: game. Um, We continue to get to see him on the football field and, and see what he brings to the table. So,
0: yeah, rather take prime time Herbert than prime time Ross at this point. <laughs> oh, I was. Let's ride Broncos yeah. Country. Broncos Country. Let's ride. <laughs> um, ride. But any <laughs> other last thoughts? I know we're, we're running out of time here. I know you mentioned bowl season. Have you been watching the bowl games?
1: Couple. I've tuned. I've, I've caught a few, but that, you know none have really are, have captured me yet, um, which we kind of expected this time of year. Um, you know the big ones are coming up, so we'll get there. Um, but this has been this is now kind of the now I you know, this is where expanding the playoff you stay more interested, right? Yeah, exactly. Because these bowl games are just kinda meh at this point. We haven't had necessarily huge prospects yet. They're coming though. So we'll get an opportunity to see some guys. Um but Jeff, yeah, no, I uh, we're we're in this is the end game for the NFL, right? This is where all the money's made. So, you know, it's uh it's the best time of year. It's great it's great when your team's already in, Jordy, isn't it?
0: I said this to Greg last week. It just feels so weird that the Eagles have clinched a playoff spot this early.
1: Yeah, I know, right? This doesn't happen. This
0: does not happen <laughs> in Philadelphia between the nope. Phillies this year and then the various years of the Flyers and the Sixers. It's it's just not and and the Eagles, frankly, and even the year they won the Super Bowl. I know they won the division with a couple weeks to go, but it's still that was weird because Nick Foles and all that stuff, and it's just not it's not what we're used to. It's
1: not. That's okay. Success okay. is not always something that we're used to seeing here in Philadelphia. I know. It's true. It's to anyway, not for anyway, that. I'm not gonna bash anymore. We've go it's ahead. been a great season. It's been a
0: great season. But anyway, um, you bring up a good point. Next week, we have not discussed if when we're going to try to do this. We're going to try. It's the end of the year, so we both have kind of busy schedules. We're going to try to get the college football playoff preview show out. Just wanted to note that now on the show and not a mystery Jordy solo pod or whatever ends up happening next week. So I'm going to note it now. <laughs> we're both very busy, so we're going to try. But thank you, everybody, for listening this week. We hope you have – if you celebrate Christmas, you have a happy Christmas. Hope you've been having a happy Hanukkah, uh, the whole crusty the Clown thing, a crazy Kwanzaa tip top tent, and a very solemn and dignified Ramadan. But everybody, thank you for listening. Subscribe to the podcast. Matt, thank you as always. Merry Christmas to you and Thanks, yours. You and too. I will see, see you we, soon. I will see you soon, and <laughs> we will talk to you all soon. Have a great weekend, everybody. And fly, Eagles. Fly.